episode one of you sucking dating uh i am ducky hey i'm rookie and i'm Gigi. uh okay oh yeah the stories may or may not be fictional i think that may uh <laughs> everything should what, what be do they say at the end of the, at the, as, end of the movie it's like uh as like these these events may or may I not feel. like represent true events well, it's like, just what, opinions. What's, it's no, no, just, no, what's, what's, like, but if we do talk about something, it may or may not be real. But even your recollection of true events could be slightly incorrect if that person who was also there wanted to disagree with you. And I ran into that situation like... Oh, yeah. So much of that is subjective. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the whole podcast is almost every interaction you have with somebody is subjective. Okay. So this podcast... You projecting it again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we got a couple topics available to kickstart that we thought might be worth conversating over. Uh, I think creating space for something that's le- legit, I think might be um, that was that was one that's kind of creating ironic. space. So just creating space for legit for legit. I think what you r- were saying was um spending energy or time on the people who it matters and not just kind of willy-nilly yeah i think matters might be the wrong way to describe it but i think something that will turn into something that's maybe more meaningful than just something you you pick up off the road off the street legit relationships creating space (laughs) for legit relationships yeah i think i don't i feel like you didn't quite mention this one already but we also brought up the cheapening of dating through technology which is funny because i think Dating got cheapened in San Francisco before Tinder happened. That's my theory. I mean, this is the this is the the love. What do they call it? The the, the summer of love destination. Uh, I've never heard anybody call it that. What? Like the entire sixties, brother? Like, were you, were what, you born on San were you, Francisco? Were you born in the sun? Yeah. I I grew up very conservative. Okay. Like. Oh, okay. I didn't. I you're didn't, you're a Californian. I've done more after I came to San Francisco than I've done in my entire life collectively. Okay. I mean, that's pretty true for a lot of people, though. This yeah. place opens folks up. I yeah. That's 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 why it's the you know summer of love with a fucking crowbar. It opens you up. Yeah, it's it like does. you cannot be, you cannot <laughs> be live. You can't live under a rock in San Francisco if you fucking tried. It just doesn't happen. They people will like social justice your ass up to date with modern standards of liberal practices and beliefs and things like that and also things yeah, you, you can't live in the past that's for sure yeah yeah so maybe maybe this is the future but maybe it's not maybe dating 10 people at once for like the, the common san franciscan um maybe maybe it is maybe it it's sounds the, exhausting i don't even know how people can do that now okay so yeah. i'm gonna put down a new topic modern day dating yeah, yeah, that's another good one. Yeah. So what? How do you define dating? Uh, how do you define dating? <laughs> We're gonna turn it back around. So I'm um, during dinner. I was thinking about this, and it is a very blurry line because oftentimes I feel like it's kind of retroactive. So if you're, you know, you're kind of you meet someone new, you're starting to hang out, and you're like, is this a date? Is it not? And if you never quite clarify and it doesn't go anywhere, you could easily say, oh. Well, we never dated even though you kind of did oh wow but at the same time if it does go somewhere then it's obvious like oh yeah we were totally dating so it's so you so only, much of it is retroactive i would so, say actually so you basically think that you only know that you've been dating once you've dated is that 
In the so how, more how do you, how do you, vague situations, yes. Sometimes it's super obvious and clear. So how, so let's 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 go through what makes it clear then. Like how, how do you feel it makes? Um. Yeah. So there's several. What's the word? Very obvious cues, I would say. The first being. Like just a really obvious, like, oh, I think you're really pretty. I'd love to take you out or something like that. It's very clear, like, okay, you're asking me out on a date. Or if you ask me out to a fancy dinner and then you pay, like, yeah, that's pretty clearly a date too. Or what about, what bringing about K- flowers. What about KFC? KFC. Um, I got invited to a date. Yeah, you know, just it really depends. So much of this is contextual, but I cut you off. Well, that's fine. I need to be cut off more. <laughs> I got invited to a first date at Taco Bell. <laughs> We were driving around uh, a mall parking lot looking for where to go eat. And she's like, drive through, <laughs> do the drive through. She was like, Taco Bell. And I'm like, you're joking, right? And she, please tell me you got a crunch wrap supreme. No, we, I didn't. I, I had standards for a first date because I drove like an hour to meet this girl. And she had already, she'd already said it's not a date. It's just friends. Oh. Uh, and I had standards. I was not about to drive an hour, wait an hour, and then go on a date with somebody who isn't really on a date, who's already like shot me down pre- preemptively. And then, uh, so my standards made sure we went to Applebee's. So, so that's, Can we you, back you up, up a little bit though? Why did you drive an hour if she'd already shot in, you down? It was, in col- it was in college. I was very desperate and so, fat in college. So, so basically what you're saying is when you date, it may not even be a date. Do you yeah. want to hear? Do you want to hear my I, my answer to the question? What is dating? Yeah. I've stopped trying to define it. Every single situation I've like struggled with has been like overthinking the problem and mm. labels and identifying it. It's only a problem if you make it a problem. Whether yeah. or not you're tall enough, if you don't talk about it and it doesn't come up, it'll probably just won't be a problem. I guess it gets frustrating for the people who want to identify it because they want to know where the boundaries lie, but I've turned off all my boundaries on 2017, so it's made it a lot easier for me not to define it. But I'm open to other people defining it and like coming back to me and being like, this is what I want. I'm like, okay, and if you don't have it figured out until then, I'm not going to freak out about it. So So maybe, maybe it sounds like you need somebody like Gigi to tell you that was a date. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I can I mean, tell women you. can do that too. It's like, oh, actually, you know what? I, I would happily do that again. I mean, I think it does have to come in agreement in both sides. If, you know, if so, I've been known to ask, is this a date? Because I like to know what the hell I'm doing. Um, so that's a good opportunity to say, yes, it is a date, or no, it's not. And but the, if you but, say one or the other, it can disagree. Just but the definition of a date is so loose, you know? Like, or how it's defining it is not the problem. It's like, what are you willing to do and not willing to do what you want to do, what you want? I think, I think that's, yeah, what that's are the your key intentions? For, for, for me. I think that's true, true too. Yeah. It's, it's more it's about, about what you want. And if, yeah, yeah. if you like, who cares what label you call it, whether it was a date or friends or something or hanging out, it's like, do you both have leave the possibility of a relationship or something there? Like it's really much more about what you want. Who cares what it's fucking mm-hmm. called? But everybody's too shy to open up about that in the very beginning. Which is why we have Tinder, because it tells you what you want before, before you get to t- tell somebody really. Yeah, but I think it's so cowardly. Well, the thing about Tinder though is it's so vague at the same time. Some people are on there to hook up. Some people are on there to find friends. Some people are on there for actual relationships. Other people are on there because you know, like they and their wife want to find like a unicorn to have sex with. Like, even if someone swipes right on you on Tinder, you're not really sure what it is they want. 
it might not be Tinder is the problem. I know a lot of people who just don't know what they want or when they're exploring something with somebody, you really don't know. In the beginning, especially. But the, So the thing is, like, instead of spending time worrying about labeling something that is really only important to the two people in the relationship, and even then it's only important for them to, like, set rules and boundaries or to explain to them whether what they're wanting out of it is going to happen or not. Like, not defining it. People don't know, and it changes. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it doesn't matter. We should probably just delete this whole last no. five minutes. No, I think it's still interesting observations because really? I want to say everybody struggles with it because people always ask you, you know, did you go on a date with that person? So, so maybe I think it's more so a vehicle for defining what happened or what the intentions were to other people. It's a communication tool. So, so, so yeah, but what's what's the motivation to find out? People are curious what you're up to, who you're dating, who you're not, and for a bunch of different reasons. Either they just want to know what's on in your life, they care about you, or they're jealous. Like but people like to know shit. Really, what somebody mentions it, and then you don't actually think about the person who asked, because you really, it really doesn't matter about what you tell other people. What you start thinking about is, oh fuck, I don't actually know what I am with this person, and everybody else should not be part of the equation. Mm-hmm. But so the question is. Okay. I think it's okay to say that though. Like, I'm not sure what happened. Like, I was interested. I'm hopeful, but I'm not really sure where he stands. Like, I've said that to girlfriends. See, see, I'm I'm completely the opposite of you two. Hey, like, I'm. You want to define it? Well, no, I I usually define it. So I'm like, you know, right I from up, the get go. I walk up to to girls, <laughs> and I'll I'll be like, you know, this is this is these are my intentions, and yeah, I'd, like I'd like to take you on a date, or you're really hot, or. You know, can I get your number or... Yeah, but... (laughs) Okay, yeah, you're an extremely direct individual. You can still go and hang out with somebody and not have spelled out what it was. And also things can start out promising and then change. Yeah, and I guess guess from my perspective, when, when you just hang out with somebody, it's just hanging out. What's What's the difference between hanging out and a date? I think it's like how I think, it ends. I think for, actually for me, I think yeah, maybe it's maybe it's that somebody else might have made the introduction. What? Yeah, maybe. you don't hang out with your date. Like I want a good date to me is hanging. Yeah, but out. that's but that's it's a date. No, the only difference between what's a date and what's hanging out is whether or not you make out with the other person at the end, or whether or not you. But uh, really, so which is which is which is Gigi's perspective too. It's like you only know when it, when it's a date. I think it's a hundred percent a social construct because yeah. yeah. I could do something that I would do on a date, yeah, do it with a friend, either a guy friend or a girlfriend, and have that not be a date because it's not. I think so much of it is around the int- intention, really. It's what you want from it. Yeah. I think the whole thing is like just what. But you, you want can from hang it. out with a friend you have a huge crush on, but he doesn't know, and you're still just hanging out at the same time. Yeah, but a you could end up. Having something happen. Even so, that still doesn't make it a date. I don't know why that matters. I don't Because we're defining what a date is right so now. Was, why is it important <laughs> to define? Because it's a launching point for a conversation. The labels are to achieve the goal of like explaining what you want. But so instead of worrying about labels to do it, why not just figure out how to say what you want, which is what you do well. You It has no, doesn't matter if it's a date or this. You're just very... Your <laughs> scale is... This is what I want. So we landed on communication and being direct. Maybe something that might be worth considering is the things that hold people back from being direct in their communication. Like ego. Fear. Ego. Yeah, fear. Yeah, fear. 
Fear for sure, fear of rejection, shyness. So when I go out on a date, I would fucking love to be blunt as fuck. I can tell you right now, the reason why I'm not more direct is entirely based on fear. Uh, it's like fear of being overbearing or over too much or Rejected. being rejected. Yeah. Mm. So but, it's, but, but fuck that noise. Seriously. Yeah. Like, like life is too short to be to worry about those things. And to, to I don't be know. Afraid. I think I think I I don't know. I had to I had to deal with going through all that as well because yeah I don't know every like this I've kind of see myself as somebody more confident than the next guy living in San Francisco, <laughs> particularly because you know a lot of these guys spend more times you know more time with computers than they do with real people. But you know I definitely didn't didn't start off like confident. I think that's something that I don't a, think anybody a, does. Yeah. Do they? I suppose there's the one odd person that comes out of their childhood with so much love that can't help but be confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Ducky's definitely gotten more confident this year. Yeah. And how, how do you feel? How do you, where, where, where do you think that's come from? Um, Not giving a fuck about like anything. <laughs> there's a great audio book on that. <laughs> Like, the subtle art of not so how did, a fuck. How did, so how did you learn to give no fucks? I realized no one fundamentally gives a shit about you. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, I spent so much time worrying and freaking out about what other people were thinking about me in, in subtle, subconscious ways. Not like overt, if I do X, will Y, person Y think this about me, but more like... I just kind of like the frat and the sorority bullshit, yeah. Yeah, but you like, have every, in in your choice of clothing, yeah, and hobbies and what how I describe my career, yeah. But yeah. And do you actually give a shit about those people? No, it, no. It's what happened was I realized I don't give a shit about what other people wear. So why do I really think other people give a shit about? Or even if you do, it lasts about ten seconds. After they've disappeared from your memory. Unless it's like something worth talking about, but then it lasts a week. You, in time, you and will then forget. And at least they're talking about you. I, I guess, but <laughs> you know what? That's also been the thing. Like, I've always tried to make a theme of being so overt that it's a conversation starter. Ergo, my slightly bright clothing or dressing really fancy, but on unnecessary yeah, I, equations. I do like occasion. the banana suit, by the way. It's quite, it's quite becoming. I actually have a Mickey Mouse suit I keep in the closet for special occasions. And by uh, special occasions, you're not talking about Halloween. No. Um, <laughs> do, I got, do we want to know? I, I got a buddy who knows. He knows. I mean, it's knows. a banana suit. Come on. There's there There might also be a banana suit, but there's primarily the Mickey Mouse suit. No, but not giving a fuck because... If you don't really care that much about whether somebody did or didn't do something or whatever, like I started realizing I don't give two shits about anybody else. Why am I freaking like spending the same mm. amount? Why do I think other people think more like all I have to do is stop and be like, wait a minute. That one time someone else was making a decision and asked me for my opinion. I had about three seconds of opinion, 15 seconds of talking about my opinion. The rest of the day, I forgot they even asked me. So I just don't give a fuck. And the other thing is like growing up kind of conservative, always trying to hold myself to some standard and I would tell myself it's my own, but I really realize, and I think I was telling myself it's my own, but it was like hoping that it would matter to somebody eventually and realizing it was kind of crushing for me coming to San Francisco and like nobody held 
the same level of standards or like, you know, I was conservative in San Francisco. You don't get a whole lot more liberal. And I couldn't even interact with people socially without getting frustrated and depressed uh, without like kind of breaking down those self-imposed walls and limitations and really just everybody's fucking doing everything and just realizing why the fuck am I worrying about it? No one's going to die. If I show up tired the next day, like my company's not going to go under and good health and good life, I guess, but no one's going to die. You're not going to end up on your deathbed regretting, man, I really wish I made it into work on time. (laughs) So true. Yeah. Uh, You're going to be on your deathbed and really wish you fucking went and did that stupid thing with somebody that was, because you go home and then some, they're like, you want to go out and you're like, I'm really tired. And then three or four hours later, you've eaten, you're sitting on the couch watching TV and you're like, I should have fucking gone with them. (laughs) It's like your second win. And you realize, so I just now say yes, even when I don't want to. And I'm like, just get past that hump. If uh, so, if anybody wants Ducky to to do anything that he's definitely going to say yes to, yeah, call call this number. It's going to be five 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 four 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 five five five. So he'll be taking photos and sharing them with everyone. <gasps> I'm pretty sure there's Instagram enough account. of those. There's enough of those on the web that <laughs> we don't need another guy we adding need, to. We, the we need one more, Trevor. <laughs> we need just one more. <laughs> just one. <laughs> And then we'll have enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the magic of once you let go of worrying of how everybody else perceives you, you start to get out of your own way. And I'm kind of driving this back into the dating topic a little bit here, but following, you now going back closer to that, what you were saying earlier, once you stop trying to define, well, exactly what is this? And you take off that pressure. All of a sudden, magically, things can just evolve naturally. It's no longer, well, what are we? It's, oh, I enjoy spending time with you. And look at that. I'm getting to know you better. And I like you more and more. And then naturally, things kind of evolve because you're not focused single-mindedly on what is this? Is this for real? Is this serious? Are we going to get married and have babies or whatever it is that your end goal is? No, you give yourself the freedom to just experience life and see where it'll take you. Yeah, I've seen a few other people too, like where it's where it's not just yourself that you're kind of describing, like you know, like it's just like you learning to become less give a fuckable. You have to give up control. Yeah, but it's it's also finding a community. Like I've seen a couple of people, dear friends, this year. They've found groups. They've found you know, like Burning Man people. They've they've found friends. They've they've found people they can, they can hang out with, which bring out the best and the differences and the the things they want to be, rather than. You know, kind of shutting them down all the time. I feel like that, that that's also a really nice part about San Francisco. It's like, you know, you, it's it's a it's an environment where you can be yourself, but then there are other people who encourage you to be yourself as well. So it's like this is a massive community, but then it's not just about the whole city. It's also about that one person that you spend time with or, the, you know, the 10 or 20 or, you know, the, the people that kind of are very positive about. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> My opinion on that statement is that San Francisco has a lot of fake bullshit. And also does not encourage me to be myself. I have, I have so many things that I cannot be in San Francisco or I get frustrated that I can't find. But I will say San Francisco encourages to be more than what I normally am. So maybe you need to give even less fucks. So this is a transitionary period for you. Is that, no, is that it's, what you're saying? It's, it's just like when I... So I'm a geek. And I just was very disappointed. When, one of the things I came to San Francisco, I'm like, everybody's on computers and in tech. 
and like looks like nerdy they must be lots of video gamers and science fiction readers and no no there are there, there are, are. Just, there just... are plenty <laughs> but it's not <laughs> they're hiding ducky go find them yeah go chase them go go you're free you're free <laughs> Uh, no, it, it's not that. But there's certain things like I can't be conservative here. I have conservative friends, and they cannot be open here. Oh. But so they're the fakers. No, when they have to conform yeah. to San Francisco, then uh, yeah, so, yeah, they put on a facade. I don't think they're fake people, but San Francisco is a very—it's not an unopinionated city as a whole. But 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 the things I have done here are things I would have never fucking done. So. Well, yes, I can't be as geeky and play video games every single night with a bunch of friends and order shitty pizza and like Mountain Dew, but I'm trying things I've never done before. And so that's come from San Francisco because, but for me, it came from the no one gives a fuck. So why the fuck not? I've got, got a friend who's, you know, like we were discussing kinks because, you know, kinks are a, a thing in San Francisco, Great topic. obviously. And, um, and so he, he said it was one of his dreams to make like a cake bed. Um, and then and then take whatever girl that he was seeing and then basically have sex on the, the cake bed. And um, That's gross because you would do it like um, the cake would go bad. Yeah, and, and it'd be covered in sweat and, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, you can't wash a cake bed. You can't fundamentally wash <laughs> a cake bed. But on the upside, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you need a snack. I think it's I think it's like a condom. I think it's like a single use only thing. I don't I don't know if you're gonna be reusing the cake. But bed that's after such you. a waste of all that lovely cake. Well it depends on how much you could eat during the I mean come on, who can eat that much cake <laughs> at once? But a bit of, like uh, I didn't I didn't see the I didn't see the photos during or after but I like I was quite proud to, to see a photo come through last month um, with the with the bed made. Really? Wow, <laughs> like, way to follow yes, his dreams. Yes, yes, dreamers. That's what the world needs. We need yeah, more good dreamers. For him. <laughs> Set lofty goals and even you can achieve them. Don't let anyone tell you it's impossible. Yeah, just just, just have your kink and eat it too. <laughs> and screw on it. <laughs> yeah. Kank. It's kank. kank. It's like kank. Have your kank. Half, half cake, half kink. Half cake, half yeah, kink. I like it. Is this the third date recipe? Is that what we're doing? It here? is the third date recipe. Woo. Do you have a special recipe you like to use with the ladies? All of them. Oh, all of them. <laughs> just chocolate. Just chocolate. Just, just chocolate. Just anything yeah. that melts, right? Yeah. Melts in your mouth, in your hands. If I can tie somebody down and just like on the couch, feed them chocolate piece by piece. Feed that sounds, them. That's. That sounds, that's, that sounds pretty hot. <laughs> I haven't done that before. But Everybody I'm, I'm, loves I'm chocolates. Gonna, I'm gonna go do that right now. That's that's what I'm gonna try. And by do. yourself. Yeah, by myself. <laughs> you're gonna tie yourself this is down. My third day. <laughs> you're gonna tie yourself myself. down and yeah. feed yourself pieces of chocolate. That sounds like a Wednesday. That sounds like a, that sounds like a Wednesday. It's definitely me. Wednesday. It's just Wednesday loving. Okay. <laughs> Loving number one. It's a date with number one. Where where are you going? What are you doing tonight? I got a date. Really? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna feed them chocolate yeah tie them up feed them chocolate <laughs> well who's the lucky date and be like me <laughs> and they'll be like you're gonna tie yourself up and feed yourself chocolate and be like yeah and I'm like how do you feed yourself while you're tied up yeah, like logistically how does that work like one of those robot hands with a little remote control no you use the cat the cat will bring you chocolate cats cats don't do anything good for people good they'll, they'll do some <laughs> things they can be emotional no, like, support like animals yeah 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 but they, but they don't they wouldn't feed feed you chocolate 
I mean, I wouldn't want to let it near the chocolate because it's toxic for cats. But, really? you know, you do you. Yeah. I think there's so much wrong with you trying to have a cat do sexual, like, chocolate <laughs> favors. I'm pretty sure my cat was making eye contact when it fed me chocolate while I was tied up. Actually, actually, this is something that a lot of people may not know outside of San Francisco, but there's there's a group called the Furries. What is How it? How do you spell that? F-U-R-R-I-E-S. Oh, yeah. Those things are awesome. They're really soft. Yeah. Furries. Yeah, furries. Not fairies. Furries. That accent. Sorry. No, those are two different words. (laughs) Very very different. Those are two distinct words. It's not a one word that sounds slightly different. Do you know know what a furry is? I've I've never heard of a furry before coming here, so I think... Yeah, but from Australia. You don't have furries in Australia because the furries fucking murder you in Australia. (laughs) Every furry creature in Australia can murder you. Yeah. Beware of the drop bears, people. Drop bears. Drop furries. <laughs> San Francisco has just people in right. furry suits that so, drop out so, of trees. So like, <laughs> actually, actually, that's that's actually not too far off the definition of a furry. So, for, for people who don't know what a furry is, it's uh, somebody dressed up in a in a fuzzy animal or make believe animal. Um, they're they always have fuzzy these boots that come high up on their legs and all really furry, look kind of like Eskimo boots. Yeah. And they may or may not okay. have uh, have holes for the back and the front for uh, Woo, getting... Those are specialty furry costumes, yeah. okay? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen those. You That's, can see them. You they're, can. They're... You have seen them. I they're, have. They're at Disneyland. They walk around the park at certain times. No, but with the holes, though? That's what I meant. I haven't out seen the them with like, the sex holes. Oh, sex holes. Because he that's said what, in the front and the back. That's what fairy parties are. And I've never heard about this before coming I'm, here. I'm just fucking with you, but yeah. 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 Okay. I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if we can say the word Disney on this show. All right, so what's next? Are we, are we going to talk about Tinder? Are we going to talk about online dating? We can. And, and like, we how, can talk how, about that now. We can talk about like, it next time. How, how everything's evaporating and nobody really cares about each other anymore. Nobody cares about dating. Okay. I think people care about dating. Because, because somebody, <laughs> somebody you meet on an app isn't a person they're not a real person when you look at somebody on a on online they're not they're not a real person until you meet them personally and then <laughs> um you, the profile is not a person and that's why you don't care about a profile and until you've met them they're not substantiated in your mind as a person except i know plenty of people who treat other people who they've met on person as if they weren't people and it's I that's, don't think that's it's because that. that's because they spend so much time online I no, believe. come I on. Believe. There's shitty people before the internet came about who who just yeah. just didn't care about people. No, but I think I think the like I don't know like pe- people like the whole veracity of being able to like you know say yes or no to this this image of a thing that represents a person sixty times in a minute or whatever the hell that you know Tinder gives you. Sorry, I'm not a huge Tinder fan. So for the for people out there, I'm not. I actually don't like it at all. It's like an itch that you want to scratch, but it, you know you don't like that itch. Like, like why 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 is there an itch in the first place? I don't want to scratch it. Don't scratch Tinder, guys. Don't scratch, <laughs> don't scratch Tinder. Tinder scratches back, and, and, it, and it even makes you do the same thing. Like it is a scratch too. Yeah, it's, it's like, like you have to diddle your phone to yeah, get a date. Yeah. <laughs> You're diddling your phone. Oh for my a god! Date. All these visions, just yeah. really vivid visions, came to my mind of you guys like masturbating your phones more. <laughs> That's what it's like. It's like rubbing. It's like, oh, yeah, swipe right, swipe right. And the girls, like the, a little up, a little down uh, faster. Uh, yeah, oh, that uh, one's hot. I'm sure, I'm, sure the, I'm sure the girls are good at, they're better at it than we are. Oh, for sure. We get a lot more practice, I'm sure. Yeah. What percentage do you swipe right? Like 25? 
25 one in four so basically you're you're attracted to one in four people on the earth that's, it's not attraction that's, that's pretty great it is attraction what else what else is it curiosity well, so I it's, think it's, of it it's, as different. It's only attraction. There's well, nothing well, else there. So it can be an attraction, but it's not always there yet. Sometimes it's more of a, oh, there could be something. I don't really think there is, but I'm curious. I just want to learn more about this person. Like, fuck it. Let's just swipe right and find out. See, I think it's... I. So it's confused attraction. I mean, it can be curiosity. Curiosity. Yeah. Because okay. attraction has that, this kind of like sexual or romantic undertone, and sometimes it's just not there. Like, I think maybe might develop, because hell, you never know. Sometimes you meet someone in person, and first few times you meet them, you think you're going to be friends, and then eventually you're like, oh, no, they have that little quirk, that little charm, something or other, and you're like, oh, like maybe there is something there. Oh, that's not that bad. He doesn't seem that terrible. <laughs> there you go. Just... Not an axe murderer meets my standards. Yeah, it's yeah, it's funny, because like I've got a, I've got a mate who um, who's a psychologist in Australia, and he told me that I think you've got you've got two seconds, um, which is interesting that Tinder, like like this is I don't know this is this probably predates Tinder, but he was telling me that you've got two seconds the first time you meet someone, and and you you're you have this like amygdala kind of like reaction where you like either find the person attractive or not. Amygdala, like Senator Amygdala. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she she directs she do, she sits at the back of our brands I love and then Queen makes Amidala. Queen Amidala and, makes decisions about yes, dating for yes, me. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah, you should you should She's look into that. She's up there in your head. She is. What she the is. fuck is an amygdala? Oh, it's a it's a portion of your brain which makes all of your oh, the, emotional the uh, amygdala yeah. amygdala amygdala. That's yeah, what I, that. Oh, we're gonna have we're gonna have like like you said the name of a Star Wars character. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So it she was actually called Senator Amygdala. Yeah. But every single every single Star Wars character. <laughs> just mispronounced it so yeah so but he was telling me that you've got two seconds and then you either you either will in in the future find somebody like reasonably attractive enough to be a mate or you'll just cut them out and and you'll make that decision and you won't actually change that decision um and you'll never change it and this is like this is like a subconscious thing too that you're not even aware of but whether you know whether psychologists are right or not you know you know does it take two seconds to decide whether you want to pursue getting to know this person better or whether you're attracted to them? No. See, the thing is like, like what he was telling me is that we're op- we operate actually at two different levels. So like the, the attraction level is, it's almost the, the thing that you have to break through. So like you have to get through the, the packet to get to the chips. <laughs> <laughs> I am not following. He's talking about like tortilla chips. You have to open the bag to get... Yeah, I don't like the simile or the metaphor or whatever that was. You don't like the analogy. Okay, well, you have to... uh, You have to open the (laughs) lid to get to the Pringles. I'm just staring at a packet packet of chips right now. That doesn't explain what happens in those first two seconds. Well, well, basically, we're we're already so judgmental that we will not pursue a relationship with somebody that we do not find attractive. And then there's like a... I don't know. The the attraction threshold is the outer wrapper before you can really figure out if the ch- tips taste yeah good. so so for example if, if you if you if you live with somebody who's nice and like you mm-hmm. know like a housemate or something like maybe like over time you'll fall in love with them and you'll end up having sex with them okay but as, at a generality like it's like 99 percent of the time you, you have a you have a chip wrapper this is rocky's opinion yeah it's, i totally it's, it's, don't it's not, agree this with is this is it is my different. opinion it is my opinion but it's it's been like anecdotally on, it's been it's been anecdotally shared yeah, with me by somebody totally who's fallen in love with guys i was this. not attracted to at all when i first met them and it yeah. took weeks 
for me to be like, oh, wow, you actually have this charm about you or something. Then it's like, oh, like actually something, you know, flickers is that proverbial flame. Yeah, but maybe maybe they already went through the, the threshold, if that makes sense. I've come to fundamentally realize the truth in this. It's like the attractiveness for guys and the attractiveness for girls, when they say it's not the same... Oh, it's really, really not. It really, they're not fucking with you. Like So much of it is intellectual for us. I think it's a guy versus girl thing. Mm-hmm. I think girls, when, girls use Tinder just as much as guys do. Yeah, but I'm True. saying that rapper you're talking about. The rapper is Tinder. Is it's, it's the different. right versus the left. And it's not about your personality. Actually, yes, it is. I would argue that it largely is. Because I've dated guys that it was like, yeah, physically, not so much there, but... But Their personalities is, were amazing. But Tinder, but Tinder is the pre-date, right? It's the it's the two seconds. It's but the it's, flash. Which is it's why the flash. sometimes the I swipe on people and I'm like, yeah, physically not so much. But you know, we have this and this in common, or that was really funny. I want to get, I want to actually meet this person, even though I'm not attracted to him. But does but does that proportion of of the people that you swipe like that on increase with the the duration that you're not dating someone? So like, the longer that you're a single, what is that? The, the, the lower your standards. But what get. does that have to do with like? attractiveness rapper threshold well it's like it's like the the, the like i just said like the the longer that you're single the, but it doesn't matter if the you're, lower your standards but that yeah but that doesn't automatically mean lower standards attractiveness it could also mean lower standards for entertaining or interesting or no no nah, nah, it's just tinder it's just you you see you, 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 you change what you subjects. see what you see is what you get and then it's like what is what is being only single a, for a long period of time have to do with it well this is what i'm asking it's like do you do you swipe so, on, on uglier people so in both cases and i'm thinking about now where i dated people that i was not initially attracted to yeah and i dated each one for a significant amount of time in both cases i hadn't been single for that long leading up to that just a few months is that, is that a short time to be single? A few months? A few months, yeah. Yeah, seems pretty short to me anyway. Huh. So what is different perspectives? Isn't yeah. it interesting, Rocky, to hear <laughs> different perspectives? No, no. Well, well it depends, is, it depends on how you... Does that seem like def- a long time to you, Rocky? Well, I think, I, think, I think it depends on how you define being single. Um, yeah. And I think... <laughs> Well, let, wanna, let's hear this. How do you this. define being single? Yeah, we should. We that should probably. a new subject. Is this where Actually, we should have started before defining dating? And this is, and it, and it's very location specific. What is it like back home to be single? How is it different from here? Well, typically, you only ever like pursue one person at a time. Mm, not the casual dating of just butterflying from here in from San flower Francisco. Flower to flower. Yeah. It's not just. Um, it's, it's not. It's not uncommon just for people out there who don't live in San Francisco, that people date six people at once here, which also includes potentially having sex with six people at once, um, both for girls and guys. Yeah, Based definitely. on your uh, observations. Yeah. No, not, not just mine. Personally, like there's there's a lot of people that I know who are just dating. Yeah. And, those and are, I don't mean like you were sitting there watching them. Date. <laughs> no, I mean, like, sure. based, based on, on the people you've interacted from with. From your community, from yeah, your, your yeah. network. My, my, my anecdotes. Dotes. my yeah my doting my doting annex yeah but but i think but it's but the interesting thing is i think that's that's actually something that makes san francisco quite special because everybody's kind of like dating each other there's a lot of cross-pollination of ideas and um and perspectives pollinate that sounds so wrong like, <laughs> thank it's, you it's not, it's, i was I'm gonna go so there too <laughs> i gotta go date i gotta go on a pollination tonight. <laughs> pollination mission I'm just trying to say is is like back home that would never happen and uh, if yeah. it and if it did You'd be like a major slut, like you'd be a major guy <laughs> slut, or you'd be a major girl slut, and, and like you know, uh, I, I have gone through that period of being a major guy slut back, back home, but I don't feel like that guilt 
here. here. For me, it was weird encountering. That was one of the things I had to like readjust my framing. Not necessarily adopt that, but not be frustrated by it. I had to actively like that's one of 2017 not giving a fuck. Like defining what you are causes problems for people who are like that. And so many people in San Francisco have like different approaches to dating and relationships that if you try and label them, they will freak out and yeah. try to escape that label or they'll be frustrated in what that mm. imposes or they won't know. They won't know what they want. And But the nice thing is like you can you can not worry about other people, but then you can just start labeling yourself. Like like I think I I got here and I was like, you know, I was a bit of a man about town for a while, but then like I think over time I'm I'm actually realizing that it's you know I actually do want just a girl but then how can you just have one girl when you you're trying to date six, and so like you know I tried to adapt to the culture but it's not necessarily something that I want to pursue over a long longer period of time. Um, but at the same time like I think getting to know people and like you're not stuck with one person and getting to know them. This town like allows you to like if you're searching for a mate, kind of try before you buy. You know, across both sexes, you know, whatever sexuality you're you're into, like it's it's generally like I think a pretty okay thing. But that said, I think I don't know. There's different there's different levels on, on that spectrum, and I'm trying to I'm trying to push my my needle definitely closer to less slutty. I think I think it's probably the yeah, best it's best way to tricky initiating that transition, yeah. especially if you're dating more people. I think oftentimes there will be clear front runners, I guess, for lack of a better word. There'll be some people that you're thinking like, yeah, you're nice, but I don't actually see this going over because I'm exactly. really much yeah. more passionate about, you know, person A, person B. Yeah. And, you know, if you're lucky, there's no more than two people. Otherwise, you probably just love people too much. So how did, how did you go last time? Like what? You know, it well, then you naturally. Can... I was dating several people and I wasn't as interested in any of the other people and it just naturally kind of got to that and so that was a kind of a, like a feeling thing hey probably more than anything else yeah that's a hundred percent what it was it's you know i was dating several people and naturally started to feel like i was getting much more interested in this one particular person and it was i want to spend all my time with him so i'm not making plans with the other people and you know he knows that because like you i tend to be pretty direct so i've told him that i'm not dating other people and you know he puts two and two together you basically um put all of your energy into this one thing yeah and then, and then the other person could feel that energy and then and then they could see that you know that the time that they might have even been able to see other people probably would have been taken up by you almost maybe because you were like attentive to that space or like or like were you over like were you, were you committing a lot more time or is it just like hey i'm just thinking about you exclusively so we were spending a lot of time together. It's a little bit like the high school thing where everything kind of snowballs and like, oh my God, I want to spend every waking moment with you. Yeah. And so you just slowly take up more and more of each other's time. Yeah. That sounds really beautiful. Yeah. So that's so then that's that's pretty much how you go from being single to being in a relationship in San Francisco. It's like, oh, so you'll you'll be non-exclusive, seeing a whole bunch of people, and then slowly you'll end up like spending more and more time energetically kind of maybe connecting with it, only one person and you kind of leave the trough. That's called um, dating via osmosis uh, where just people rub off on you and you're like, I'm around you so much. People people rub off on you. Is that, did, did you just, <laughs> did, did you just say that on air? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the act of osmosisizing is like mm-hmm. literally Rubbing, rubbing against rubbing, each other, rubbing I've, off on each other. I've, 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 uh, I've heard that. I've heard uh, that other like described as another term, which is Stockholm syndrome. 
Were you like around somebody so much that they just start falling for you because they can't help it? Kind of, yeah. But usually it's it's about. Are you are you kidnapping their emotions and their I, heart? I think so. Did you kidnap yeah. their heart? Yeah. How romantic. Yeah. They totally feel like he stole my emotions because I'm so fucking tortured by it sometimes. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Once you tame each other, which I actually think is a Stockholm syndrome at work. So okay. what should we philosophize on next? Uh, I don't know. We're actually at an hour. I think we're done. All right. Should we call it a night? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Cool. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you, guys. Good night, world.